Today, special guest, uh, one of the unsung heroes of the Ruthless Aggression Era and of women's wrestling in general. She's a former WWE Women's Champion and a former WWE 24-7 Champion. She is the champ. This is Candice Michelle. How are you doing, Candice? I'm great, James. Thanks for having me on. Cool. Uh, how's your day been today? All good? You know, it's good. It's, it's crazy in my house because I have three little kids and, you know, with the pandemic, we're homeschooling and juggling businesses and work but you know what we're managing we're healthy we're safe and life is good i'm in the same boat i've got uh, three sons uh, at a young age and the uh, same thing with homeschool and trying to teach them but they have got no interest <laughs> <laughs> i hear you <laughs> cool so uh speaking of kids i suppose uh we'll jump into your childhood so i think i'm right to believe in you as a fan of wrestling at a young age yeah, very young age, actually. We watched it every Monday night with my stepdad. I remember having a Hulk Hogan doll instead of Barbie dolls. Actually, I hated those Barbie dolls. Like, I couldn't dress them. And now my kids have them. They're like, can you put this shirt on? I'm like, no. No, I didn't do it when I was a kid. I'm not doing it as an adult. You can figure it out if you want to play with those. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, before you got into the wrestling business, so uh, you moved to LA to become an actress and do modeling and you've done films like Dodgeball and that. So what's it like the uh, getting, you know, the, the acting scene and the modeling? I've heard it's pretty uh, tough to get into. It is a tough business. You know, it's one of those things really got to work hard. I think the toughest thing for most people in the business is rejection, right? Like a yeah. natural part of our human anatomy is we don't like to be rejected, not by friends, not by, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend. And so getting used to that takes a lot because, you know, you're auditioning every day and sometimes you're just not right for the role. It's not that you weren't the best candidate, but maybe they're looking for a blonde, a brunette, or maybe you didn't nail that audition. So getting used to that, it can be a really brutal business. And you only make money when you book a gig. You know, it's not yeah. like you show up to work and you make money no matter what. So getting through that process is pretty difficult. But once you figure that out and understand that, then it's pretty cool. Awesome. And uh, you, you made your way into wrestling uh, the Diva Search contest. And uh, I know you didn't get to the final 10, but I think that was kind of a blessing, really. So how did it come about? Did you see like an ad online or in the paper or? or did they contact the uh, modeling agency? How did that come about? Yeah, it's actually my modeling agency. They contacted me and they, they were totally downplaying it. They're like, so we got this audition, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but you know the WWE? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, they're going to do this contest, but the winner will get $100,000 in a one-year contract. Like he was wow. more excited about that because obviously he got 10% of whatever I would get. So, you know, that would be a nice payday for him. And I was thinking, heck yeah, I'm interested. Like I grew up watching this, like I'm athletic, I'm in the acting, this is the best of both worlds. Like this is my dream job. But I think I never, I never knew you could be that, you know, like I didn't know there was a wrestling schools, like they were like superheroes on TV, you know, to me. And so, getting that call it was it was really cool because it was like is this gonna come full circle like from my childhood and me watching that and now 
I may actually be there. And so it was an awesome opportunity for me. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, one of the great things they done when they moved you up to the main roster was um, Princess Devils pairing you up with Tori, who was mega popular at the time. And also Victoria, who's, you know, one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. So, and it was perfect for you because you were still learning, I would imagine. So what was it like being put on that team and how did it come about? You know, the three of us were like best friends backstage oh, cool. and we traveled on the road all the time. So from town to town, I mean, you can just imagine the stories and the bonding that we did every single week. They were my family. Yeah. You know, I saw them more than I actually saw my family. And one day we we're joking around about Charlie's Angels, like, because it's the three of us. And we're like, oh, do a pose, you know? <laughs> and so I came up with this idea. So I was like, Charlie's Angels? I was like, ah we're vince's devils and so we just kind of took it to them and we offered it up and it caught attention so it ended up working out for us yeah it was awesome uh, some great segments and uh something i did want to speak about so the edge leader and matt hardy um oh uh, yes yes so we've we've heard leader side of the story and matt's and obviously edges um yeah. but you've you've mentioned in previous interviews like the women's locker room was like a sisterhood so when you heard that story came out, what was the reaction from the women's locker room? You know, I think it's one of those hard things where we more felt bad for them because, you know, being in a love triangle, it's, you know, that's reality. That was their reality. Yeah. And sitting back and, you know, how do you support somebody that is kind of stuck there? Or how do you support somebody that's hurt from it? Or, yeah. you know, like just navigating it. Plus at that time, like Lita was just, uh, in a different league from me, you know, and it wasn't like, even though there's a sisterhood, there's people that bonded together and then people that bonded with other people. And so seeing that, it, it just kind of, um, there was a part of it where we realized how Vince used everything on TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great aspect of that because it's easy to play those characters because it's your real life. Yeah. But then there's also the aspect of like, wow, you're airing all your dirty business out there. And that's not easy, I don't think, for any of them. They all had to work through that and manage. But as you know, we see them today, I think they all found their way to be really happy and, and who they deserve to be with and want to be with. Awesome. And uh, while you were part of uh, Princess Devils, uh, one of your main opponents was uh, Ashley Mazzaro. And mm -hmm. sadly, she's been taken away from us a couple of years ago. So what was it like? Welcome, Ashley, back in that day, and uh, you know how lovely was she to be around? She's actually was a wonderful human. Um, she's one of those people that you admire just because she had no fear of things. You know, like yeah. trying a new move or bringing her character out there, um, just being wild and fun. And and for me personally, I don't always let go. Like I'm more in control. Like you know what's going around in my surroundings. You know what's going to happen if I stay up too late, you know, and don't wake up or, you know, and she just didn't have that. So I admired her for that. And just, you know, always going for her dreams. She loved what she did. And you're right. It's sad that she's uh, not here. And so, you know, I, I just so blessed that I had that opportunity to work with her. Yeah, she was great. And like, I was a fan of their work. And when the news came out, I was, just, I was shocked. I would imagine obviously yourself was shocked when you heard it. So it was such yeah. A sad thing. I think it opened a lot of eyes for mental awareness, I personally believe, because uh, mm -hmm. it's something that gets swept under the rug. And I think it opened a lot of eyes because uh, wrestlers, yourself included, like 
is it's a tough schedule being on that them roads all the time yeah it really is a tough schedule and in addition i think one of the toughest things that i've seen within a business and i'm sure you've seen this is when you go from being this superhero and this superstar and traveling the world and fame and money and then one day it's just all taken away it's like yeah. it's a really hard to manage the ego and be like okay i'm gonna go be a bartender or i'm gonna work at a grocery store and there's nothing wrong with those jobs it's yeah. just your ego gets caught up in it and then i see yeah. so many people just fall off the bandwagon from it and one of those you know what actually happened for me like you know i'm doing a whole coaching business now and I've been holding that gift of mine kind of from the world because it's new, right? Like, you know yeah. me from wrestling. Most of the people that follow me know me from wrestling or GoDaddy or, or my, that, my career and that. And when that hit, I was just like, so many of us have a gift, right? And sometimes yeah. we're scared to share it because it's new, it's different. Are we going to be accepted? And at that moment, I was just like, you know what? what if one of my videos or one of my lessons could have saved her or could yeah. save one person on this planet and especially now because suicide rates are all-time high through this pandemic yeah and so it's really just kind of pushed me and, and i hope that this message pushes other people to tune into my new shows that are free you know if they need help and or if you have a gift don't be scared to share it because people need to, to hear that and receive everybody's gifts you know yeah that's well said and uh back uh with uh Vince devils so eventually um that led towards the playboy deal and that led to your feud with uh tori wilson at wrestlemania so what's it like not only wrestling one of your best friends but at your first ever wrestlemania i can only imagine the size of the audience at the time what how did it feel <laughs> You know, being a part of WrestleMania is such a gift when you're in that business. So it was really awesome. But I remember our match where it was a Playboy gown down to a bikini with a bed in the ring match, which by the way, they told us like two days before that match. So we're already on the road. You know, we, we do promotions all week. So we're on the road all week and we're like, where do I find a gown and a bikini to go under the gown? And I think it was like, you know, not warm weather. And I was, it was, it was so complicated. And we're like, okay, how do we do a wrestling move with a bed taking up the whole ring, you know, because yeah. at, in that era, you know, we did a lot of those fluff matches. We did the lingerie, the playboy, you know, the paddle match, and we so desperately wanted to be wrestlers and so we worked so hard to just try to figure out any way to actually do our wrestling moves but, but working yeah. with tori is it's an absolute joy you know when you get an opportunity to work with a friend and somebody who believes in the match and not just themselves it's a blessing because i've had it both ways there you know where somebody's really difficult to work with and so she's just a joy to work with always Awesome. And uh, not long after this, you started doing, um, obviously you already done some programs with him, but you've done a lot more backstage programs with uh, Vince McMahon. So what's Vince like to be around with? I can imagine he's quite the character. <laughs> you know, Vince is one of those people you walk into a room and you just feel his presence. You know, yeah, like it is just very strong, confident, 
And what he likes is when people aren't afraid of that, you know, because it's yeah. really intimidating, you know, when you're able to walk up and shake his hand and look at him in the eye and offer up ideas. And so just having that was really cool. And, you know, anytime you're doing a, a pre-tape and all of a sudden you're going to kiss your boss, you know, I came from acting. So I thought of it like that, you know, yeah, there's always a weirdness to it, but you're like, oh, this is part of the show. It's just what you do on the show. And when I go back and watch it sometimes, I'm like, oh, that was really funny. Like, yeah, you know, like, do people even think that was intimate? Like, it kind of makes me chuckle a little bit. Yeah. But that's what the business was like back then. Oh, it was all good fun. And, you know, it was entertaining. And we found it so <laughs> hilarious. So we loved it. And uh, this led to you getting more and more popularity. And it led towards your babyface turn so how did it feel like turning and babyface because you was mega popular like the fans loved you and the, i think they appreciated your skills because i've heard that like during the off days you was training really hard and yeah. i remember some of the message boards back in back during that time and people was like predicting like you know you're gonna be like next trish stratus for example because they saw so much potential in you so what was like turning and babyface and putting in all this hard work you know, I actually really enjoyed it. There was, I, I'll never forget, you know, when I would come out for my entrance, I had a very sexy entrance, you know, and Vince would be like, can you smile when you go out there? And I'm like, no, that's not sexy. And so I'm trying to be sexy and smiling. And it was really confusing in my mind. But when I turned baby face after that, and to have somebody like Beth Phoenix, who is a very dominant heel, it yeah. made it easy for me because I was just saying this to somebody else recently. You know, the thing that I was best at in wrestling is getting the crap beat out of me. Yeah. And people are normally like, no, you want to have a great comeback or a great finishing move. And, and I was great at selling people beating the crap out of me. And she was so good at it. And so when the two of us got in there, I could put her over like a million bucks and by me putting her over, it just naturally put me over in, in that time frame, which made me a good baby face. Yeah, and uh, one of the matches getting the crap beat of you was uh, against Melina, and uh, she was vicious. Uh, but eventually that led towards you becoming the women's champion. So how proud did you feel yourself becoming women's champion? Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, it's a dream come true. It's, I, I tell people are always like, oh, you just came on. And you were there to pretty up the business. I'm like, that's what they thought. But when I signed my contract, I knew I'd be the next champion. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it takes that work and that putting, uh, hitting the ropes over and over and over and taking the bumps over and over and over. And finally, Vince McMahon doesn't give that to anybody. He gives it to people where he sees that the work and the effort and the dedication is there. And, you know, it took me a few years to get to that. So when you get to that, it's an incredible accomplishment because, you know, you worked your butt off to get there. Yeah, it was great. And the one match I do want to speak about, and I was watching it the other night, and you had such a big reaction, was your mixed tag match with Jeff Hardy against Beth yeah. Phoenix and Shelton Benjamin in your hometown, Milwaukee. And while like, the fans' reaction, how did it feel like, you know, not only tagging with Jeff, but being women's champion, performing in front of your home crowds. It was such a special moment, I would imagine. It was incredible because I had been to my hometown before where I didn't get the opportunity to wrestle. So it's almost like this thing backstage where like, you never really get to wrestle in your hometown. And if you do, you never win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But having that match for me was super cool because I think the world of Jeff Hardy, you know, he is an incredible legend in this business and continues to be. But like just his energy and, you know, he's so over with the crowd and to feel that energy for somebody who has put in that kind of work was, yeah. it was a gift to me. And to be able to do those moves with him and, you know, him be so respectful of me joining in on that was incredible. And Shelton Benjamin too, you know, incredible legend as well. Um, and then going against Beth Phoenix and just having that. And in my hometown, it, it was one of my favorite matches to this day. Yeah, it was a great match. And we mentioned your star power was going higher and higher and higher. And it came to a sudden halt, I suppose you could say, up no mercy, wrestling Beth and breaking your collarbone there. Mm -hmm. How how did you feel like when that happened? Because it, it kind of cut the legs off your push up, you, I, I suppose you could say. So what was it like when that injury happened? And I would imagine just a struggle trying to get back from it. Yeah, it was, it was devastating. You know, um, you worked so hard to get to that point. And at that point in my career, and it's funny, I'll even tell you it's one of my favorite matches. And obviously yeah. it's not the part that I got knocked out with, but Beth and I had worked so hard together. And we got to a point where, you know, when I start off, we called every move, you know, like I barely even knew the names of the moves. You know, I had to learn everything from being on the road. Yeah. And then when you get to a point where you just call it out there and you feel the audience and you work with the crowd, like, and they're like getting behind you, it, it's just an incredible feeling knowing that you finally understand that philosophy of a wrestling match but then the reality hits and yeah. everything i worked so so hard for was taken away from me in a second yeah. and going home and having surgery after that and being on the couch and fully depressed and just trying to think of how can i get back and how can this heal faster than what nature intends it to heal but the reality of it is, is it was slowly the end of my career, right? The injuries just were happening and then I got released. Yeah. But I was able to have a family. And if you would have asked me in that time frame, like, hey, are you ready to quit? I'd be like, quit? Oof, no, I'm going to be like those people who are here for 20, 30 years, you know? Like, yeah. And so it was God's blessing for me. And I didn't see it at the time, but afterwards it's like, wow, that sent me home. And I, I would never have a family. You know, I have a lot of friends who don't have a family because of their time in there. And yeah. so that is a blessing for me that came out of that tragedy. Yeah. And like I said, it's a career we'll always remember. I mean, like I said, I actually, I've only ever been to one WWE event and it was back in 2006, November, Nottingham, and he was actually part of the show. And, uh, up to now, I've interviewed three, uh, three people on that show, yourself, JTG, and Trevor Maddox. So yeah, I'm trying to complete the set, but thanks very much for your time. But before we go, uh, I want you to uh, promote your um, podcast and all the good things you've been doing with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so my husband and I, we started a show called The Good Champs. And it's our way during these times of just being of service to people. So we're building a federation of like-minded people who like to train their ass off to live their like a life like a party. But what does that mean exactly? I mean, we all have this dream of what life should be. You know, some dream like, I wanna lay on the beach every day of my life. Some people are like, I wanna be a millionaire. 
Some are like, I want a family. Some are like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, everybody has some dream that's a party for them. But everything takes work. And I don't like work. Nobody likes work. <laughs> but I love to train. I will train my ass off for anything that I want. And so my husband and I, we've been together for 22 years and we're just sharing the tips and tools we train with people every year on our own. And so we're just kind of sharing this knowledge with people so that that suicide rate isn't there. So people can achieve these dreams and think that they can do it. And when they look at me and think, oh, how do I achieve all this? Well, I'm gonna give it all to you, it's free. All you gotta do is subscribe and listen on the show. So it's a great show, it's called The Good Chance. The link's in my website, CandiceMichelle.com. And I hope everybody joins. Awesome. And uh, where can people find you on their social media? So my Instagram is where I'm at most of the time and it posts to my Facebook. Facebook is Candace Michelle and uh, Mrs. Candace Michelle on Instagram because I can't seem to get my own name for the life of me. <laughs> and uh, still on Twitter for those that are old school and still there. So I post everything there at Diva Candace M. I can't get my name there either. <laughs> um, but most importantly, if you go to CandaceMichelle.com, all my new stuff is up there. There's options there, different programs, coaching, free shows. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Candice. Like I said, uh, big fan of yours and like all the great work you've done. So yeah, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And yeah, when you're free sometime, we'll do it again one day. Okay, great. Thank you so much, James. Have a great all day. Right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out this interview, hope you enjoyed it, and just a quick announcement for next week's guest, so we've got Mr. Sean Oliver, the um, founder and creator of uh, Kayfabe Commentaries and YouShoot, so all them shoot interviews you've seen on YouTube, if you were thinking who was the guy that was hosting these interviews, well, that's your man, and during this chat we've got interesting stories like how he came about creating the shoot interview business, but also great interview and stories on the likes of Honk Tonk Man, Vince Russo, Jim Cornette, Brett Hart, and many others. So yeah, please come back and check it out. And while you're here, if you give us a big old like and subscribe, that means the well to me, five star rating, leave us a great comment. And yeah, please tell your friends and family about me. And yeah, hopefully yeah, we can just keep this channel growing and growing. So till then, I'll see you next week, guys. Bye.